there, Jan? It's old school time now. Old school podcast. I'm excited. <laughs> so how you doing? I'm good. I interviewed for a new job. <gasps> Are you almost free? I might be. We'll see. They've got to like... I just did the first round today, so we'll see if I get another round. But it's at Nick's company because he's fed up. <laughs> he's like, my company's normal. <laughs> and does it? Your company just takes advantage of you. Yeah, it's basically that. They were like, oh, why are you looking? And I was like, well. <laughs> um, That's amazing news. I love that. You know, the job in 10 people anymore? They're like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, it's it's a lot. So. I was like, I don't mind doing a lot, but like having coworkers <laughs> that do stuff too, that's important. That so, would be nice. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Fingers I feel like what I'm doing like right now. We can cut this out. Are we cutting this part out? No, I don't know. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I know how to cut out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Okay. So Maddie is not joining, so we're going to do this old school. Yeah, Maddie picks steaks over us. It's okay. Listen. We were a poor kid once upon a... Actually, you know, I mean, honestly, steak is hard to turn down under any circumstance, but we're ready to drink some Stephen Amell. Oh, man, do we have so much Stephen Amell dragging to do. To start, <laughs> I just like the douchery this guy can get into. And listen, I want to preface this because I see a lot of this going on on the internet. It's like, you're a fan. How, you know, you guys just like, why are you being so mean? Like, I see a lot of like other people giving Arrow fans shit because they're ticked off at Steve or any character or any cast member, honestly. And here's the thing. Just because you're a fan of the show doesn't mean you support the actors and writers unconditionally. You know what I mean? I think some people miss that memo. It's like, hey, this behavior's wrong. Call out the behavior. Have some fun with it as well. Because that's like, I think the other thing is like people are a little like, we're a little too serious about Twitter. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Oh, I now it's not even called Twitter anymore. Speaking of which, I deactivated my Twitter, and when I I tell you that that felt so good, did it feel liberating? It felt like the minute I did it, I expected to have like regret, and I was just like, "Oh no, this is amazing! No, I'm free. This is fantastic." I've truly found my freedom now. I am so glad I did this. <laughs> I'm barely on Twitter. I'm barely on anything because, you know, see aforementioned <laughs> job. <the> same job. <laughs> <laughs> so. But honestly, like, I wasn't on it that much leading up to the end. Like, if this you was really happened were. during the height of Arrow, I'd have been devastated for sure. Yes. But, like, I haven't been there that much. You haven't been there that much. Uh-uh. You know, I've been over TikTok or whatever. If I'm if I'm even on social media, we're on TikTok. All Callie and I do is send videos to each other. That's like the status it's of our the social most media amazing. life. I send you and Lola, and um, every now and then Silver too. Nice. So like 
That's my social media right now. <laughs> no, my social media is Callie sending me TikTok videos and Nick sending me TikTok videos of uh, recipes that all have like cumin and paprika in them. <laughs> I'm just like, stop with the paprika. You can't even taste it. It's like literally a daily conversation. It's like, why don't you watch my videos? I'm like, I'm <laughs> the inner workings of my marriage. He wants it. <laughs> he thinks it looks yummy. Does like everything he picks out is so spicy and hot, and I'm like, no, just wear some blandness. I just need more. I need more beige in my life. Just give me more bland recipes. Oh no, nobody said nobody ever. Jen, I'm sorry. Don't disappoint me. Sorry, I don't know. I don't want to tell you. Flavor is good, but like paprika isn't the only flavor. So right, there's other things. There's other things. But also, I've had it. I don't think I like it. So I'm really just like, like, yeah, I think so. He says I've had it. He's put it in like he because he does all the cooking basically. So he says he puts it in recipes, and I don't know it's there, and I eat it. And he's like, the problem is you know it's there, and I'm like, mm, maybe. <laughs> I don't. Know. I find here's the thing, and I don't mean to drag my husband because he's a wonderful, wonderful man, but like. The man, he does most of our cooking as well. And maybe, like, mm-hmm. this is my sign that I need to, like, <laughs> step up. Because he kind of subscribes to the Midwest school of cooking in that like salt and pepper are, are the epitome of spices. And it's just, like, everything tends towards bland. I and mean... I mm-hmm. would like a little flavor. <laughs> I need to get along with your husband. We've already determined this. <laughs> but I you're just Nick, you're mostly just Nick in girl form anyway, so that doesn't really surprise me. So. <laughs> I'm just like whatever. Like Callie and I have been married not as long as me and Nick have been married, but we're a successful relationship for specific <laughs> reasons. So <laughs> it's so true. It's so sad. It's like hmm, that sounds like my husband. Yeah. I'm talking about Callie, also my wife, whatever. It's fine. It's totally normal. But like honestly, like my um my son gets HelloFresh a cut, you know, just a couple yeah. a week. And he'll make like he likes to get their burgers and he'll make me a burger. Cause he gets you can get them in like two people or four people meal boxes and nice. that you can't get any smaller. And he's just one guy. So like if there's two burgers, he doesn't need both burgers, so he'll give right. me the extra one. Yeah, and I'll be like, "Oh my gosh, this burger's amazing!" And he's like, "Yeah, it's got seasoning in it." Like, oh my god! You <laughs> <laughs> like, I just need to go like a Mexican restaurant and just go to town. You know, Mexican is good, and sometimes I like it. I like Mexican too, but I can't like. I, I like I can do like fajitas or a taco. It I I'm Mexican that- isn't my most favorite, but there are certain things I like. But like it's not something like- I want to have like every time. But like I don't want to have Italian every time or yeah, you need to mix it up. Yeah, I like variety. See, like here's the deal: I don't like variety because I try different things and then I don't like them. So I just end oh. up going to different restaurants but getting the same things at different restaurants. Like well, I have. Okay. My- I definitely like do that. that too. Yeah. Okay. Like, mm. <laughs> or like, order something that's different. And I'm like, oh, that looks good. And then I try it and then I like it. But like, if I just ordered it by myself, I wouldn't like it. 
See, I, I, like, there's certain restaurants where I'll order something, and I'm like, this is the only thing, like, I'll go in there, I'll be like, I'll get something else, and then I look at the menu, and I'm like, I want that. Yeah, Because exactly. it's so good, and I love it, and I get it. Like, why do I fight it? I just can't fight it anymore. <laughs> How did we get out of food? Whatever. We're Anyways. <laughs> setting our ways. Okay. So, oh, yeah. before we go on, yeah. and get back on track. <laughs> See, this is what happens when Maddie's This is always what happens. So, okay. To anybody who isn't aware, and I almost wasn't aware until you guys told me. (laughs) I started mad texting your ass. Like, hello. I was like, wait, what's going on? Because, again, no Twitter. (laughs) Um, Steve landed himself in a little bit of hot water because he went to a con, which also is apparently a no-no during this strike. But he went to a con... And did a panel, and he said some negative things about the strike. And then I mean, it the wasn't even like hit the fan. Yeah. So of course, someone videoed it because hi, it's a con. You'd think the guy hasn't been to five hundred of these. Almighty. <laughs> so and listen, this dude earned every bit of the shit we're about to give him. Okay. Yes. Like, Listen, I love Oliver Queen. Back to my thing. I love Oliver Queen. We do not love Stephen Amell. I do not love Stephen Amell. And that has we come... can separate him in our minds. Yeah, like, do I miss the days of season three where I thought he was, like, this really sweet guy who was, like, completely in love with his wife and totally devoted and just, like, this really wonderful person? Sure. sure. But that Jen was delusional. We were naive little babes in the woods like little bambi in the forest <laughs> and the, and the oliver queen we loved was not a product of Stephen amell it was a product of the arrow writers right so like everyone's like well why do you talk to mark jennifer because he played oliver <laughs> I, like that's who i want to talk about i want to talk about oliver and mark likes to talk about oliver with me that's why we talk and listen there have been plenty of times where Mark has said stupid stuff and there's been conversations between the two of us where we have, like, dealt with it. So it's not like, and I've dragged him on Twitter. So, listen, and I actually have a friendship with that guy. So I don't know Steve from a hole in the wall. My daughter's always like, oh, but he was so nice to me at that con that I went to the one time when I was Because you eight. were waving $20 bills in his face. He said, I handed him $100, a wad of cash, and said, be nice to a little girl. I mean, he's not Lucifer. <laughs> it's not that difficult. <laughs> like, he spent five seconds with you. He, like, blabbed that, you know, the Elizabeth Elizabeth wedding was happening in season six because I was like, you better fix it that Supergirl isn't the fuck here. And I mean it, like, right now. He's like, okay, you're super stressed out, but here you go. And then he <laughs> picked you up for a picture, and you thought the man walked on water. I yeah. have learned that he does not over, what are we at, a decade? A decade of douchery. Okay? God, this might be the douchiest of his douchery. Really? You can measure it in your own. I'm not, I'm not going to judge like how you weigh this and compared to all the other stuff we've ranted him about him a, a lot but i feel like this was his most stupid i mean From this like is pretty dumb standpoint it's like pretty dumb career. like if you're trying to suicide your career this is the way to do it and it's not that he was negative about the strike and yes the man is entitled to 
his opinion. He's a SAG actor. Y'all, I basically to work, you have to be part of SAG. So I get it. It's the First Amendment. He is free to express his thoughts. But he's I'm... not free from consequences. Right. I kind of feel like people are like, well, you have the First Amendment. I was like, yeah, I'm not saying Nobody, nobody seems to understand what the first thing is. put him up in a concentration camp. Calm down. I'm just dragging his ass for what he said because it's stupid. It was the stupidest of stupid things. Listen, the First Amendment applies to what the government can do to you as a result of what you say, not what Jen and Callie can do in a podcast. (laughs) What I think. Like, come on, man. Like, he's going to be like, who's that bitch? Now, I have to give some credit to Shannon. Shannon was on it, and I'm gonna get. Tell me, tell me. She was on it, so I don't know. I don't know how she did this, but, and I'll give you guys. I gotta find her. Um, I gotta find her. Uh, it's Jode Foster is her Twitter. Um, so go check it out. She did a great job breaking the story. I feel that's where I saw, saw it because she posted pictures. From Steve's Instagram, where he was promoting heels. So heels he was he him. was like, I'm out for a walk and look at this billboard I just happened right. to come look across. Look at what happened like, You don't me. fucking know that that billboard was there and you didn't go over there on purpose, but whatever. Um, a key part to Steven's douchery is that he feels he's smarter than everybody and that the, the people other than him are stupid. So that's yeah. a, it's a real key. It's a, so, he's a narcissist. So, so Shannon, being the absolute rock star that she is, screens like got screenshots of that shit right quick. Because evidence, yo, we're coming. Because she knew he was gonna delete it when she realized that was no. Exactly. She's been around the block herself too. We know what this is gonna turn into. So she grabbed it, and she replied back on his Instagram and called him a scab, which is what you call people who are like going against. Strikes. They crossed the picket line, their scab. Yeah. So he got pissed, which he did get really mad. Yeah, he got real mad, guys. But like, okay, when Steve's like really mad, it's like funny. you expect burns that like would actually feel like insult. But, but he's terrible a... at that. He's so bad. When he's really upset about something, he's like, You're a stupid head. Like, that's how he responds. So he was like, well, I hope you're happy with yourself. And she's like, for retweeting what you just did and posted on your Instagram? I guess I kind of am. And calling you out for breaking the striking rules? Yeah. I think people I should know this happy. about you. Like, she's like, what, what, does that, what does that even mean? Anyways. So that's how it got started. That was that was on her Twitter. And then so, I think it was actually a fan who released the... Um, who released the video and I am sorry I don't have the person who released the video because I just saw it reposted everywhere but honestly I... if Stephen Mel's career is brought down by Arrow fans I'm going to love it I'm amazing more than I even know like oh my gosh that's too perfect it's a little uh yeah um so to me it wasn't just that he had a beef with the strike because clearly okay he is entitled to his opinion. Um, but it's how he raised it. And 
like words like he felt like the strike was myopic it was oh, a was really a terrible word to use yeah it was a real like <laughs> short-sighted here we it go was, I found it, it was okay. very the 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 verbiage he used was very bad guys I got the quote okay very laced like... with judgment oh yeah um I feel like a lot of people in this room aren't aware of the strike I support my union. And you know what? Here's the deal. I'm going to, every time someone says, I support my union, be prepared for them to say almost immediately after something that completely contradicts that. Doesn't support yeah, the union butt is coming, folks. Right. <laughs> so I support my union. I do. And I stand with them. I do not support striking. I don't. Which means you don't support your union and right. you don't stand with them. Because that's what the union is doing right now. That's why they voted on it. And whatever wins, that's what you do. What you do. It's a union. <laughs> it's not. Well, I don't know. Do so. Like, do they not have unions in Canada? Like, what is, what's the deal? Like, does he not know how unions work? Anyways, okay. They so, don't apply to him because he's a special little snowflake. Right. Okay. So then he <laughs> says, I think that I kind of can't get, like, he uses his big boy words to make him sound like, oh, I'm he a real, I'm really like, brilliant. I'm a smart guy. Underneath yeah. all this muscle and beauty is just uh, sparkling intellectualness that you all just have barely scratched the surface of. I think that it is a reductive negotiating tactic. So take out your thesaurus. Jot those words down. Um, <laughs> I find the entire thing incredibly frustrating. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Everybody does. Because people look. aren't able to work. Okay, whatever. Anyways, and I think that the thinking as it pertains to shows like that, that I'm on that premiered last night, I think it's With myopic. promoting his show. Sorry. Don't continue. Okay, so everybody's like, what the hell? What's the strike? All right. So basically, streaming has destroyed the contract of an actor okay because they used to get basically there well and i used i used to talk about the residuals so you hit this is why it was always a real big deal when a show hit um 100 episodes because then they had enough episodes that they could sell it into syndication and you would get residuals right now residual checks from what i'm understanding even from actors with big success are pathetic to start with but they're really yeah, you're not talking thousands of dollars yeah they're really zeroing in on the streaming sites and you know you're having shows that have millions and millions and millions of views and the actors are not getting compensated well some actors are not getting compensated okay well, and everyone can argue oh well they signed the contract no but here's the thing it's so super shady because the streaming sites won't release the the ratings data the numbers the, the numbers so they can't the, which tells me they're trying to hide it they don't want right. people to see how many people are watching these shows because then the actors can turn around and say you're not compensating us fairly right. for how many people are viewing these ep these episodes right so all they're asking for are some pretty reasonable demands. Like you have to make X amount of money to qualify for uh, health insurance as a SAG um, union member. Okay. Most actors I think are making like 26,000 a year, which is yeah. like, that's not survivable. You're and I feel like that's if they're lucky. That's if they're lucky. So they're just kind of they're And you know, they've gone to the, they've 
they've tried negotiating for a long time and these corporations are just being like ridiculous. You know what I was thinking about? I compared it to, I'm comparing it to Taylor Swift. Okay. So Taylor Swift yeah. was in the news this week because she, this concert, her Eros tour is a, worth a billion. She's made a billion on this easily. She's probably pumped 14 billion into the economy. And she gave all of like the truckers, the service people, she, she handed out $55 million in bonuses. Like, that's insane. That's unheard of. Nobody's done that. And they were really focusing in on the truckers. Um, the, the guys who literally drive the stage into the city. Um, they each got a $100,000 bonus, which for people who are, you know, who are truck drivers, like that is a, that's a down payment on the house. That's, that's life-changing money. life-changing. So, and he's like, we've gotten bonuses from other acts before. He said it was five times the norm. And then on top of that, she wrote them all handwritten letters. Correct. I heard that um, they, um, after they delivered this latest stage to, to L.A., that's when she gave them the bonus. And so they waited outside the stadium, kind of lined up to, to see her off when she left the stadium. Um. And when she drove by in her limo, they all honked their thanks and then taylor's dad called them and said she's here in the limo she's crying she's so happy that you guys are happy yeah yeah like Like, help the little guy help help the people that got you the success you know pay reward employees fairly that's you, it. I They're made a bunch of money and it's thanks to you guys. Right. I made a bunch of money. And these yeah. corporations have billions. This is not that difficult for them to shell out a little more money. So right. they won't. They're they're refusing. So um, everything's, as you guys probably know, everything's on a shutdown, which means you cannot promote anything you can't and that include saying i have a new season of my show that went right. up last night like he did yes at the con when he was talking about not liking the strike like con. he literally can't fucking help himself i don't know how the con happened when the strike's going on maybe because i don't think it would apply to be doing even that i heard grant canceled his appearance at the yeah. same con yeah. for that reason yeah because you're not supposed to be talking about, you're not supposed to be promoting your stuff. You're, so, not supposed yes. to, you're not supposed to promote past, current, or future projects. Right. So Steve is pissed because Steve looks out for number one. And Steve, Steve wants is, to be able to promote his shit so he wants people to be able watch. To promote heels. Yeah. And the other thing he's he's really, and he goes on, he went on uh, TMZ, which always is the hard-hitting, you know, <laughs> factual news agency that we all go to. You know, when the nuke launches, guess what? I'm gonna find out from TMZ. So let's 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 go to TMZ and see what they have to say yeah, about this. Say. So they did a shit. they did like a pity party. Let's let's uh interview this ass hat, and he made it as ever uh worse <laughs> because that like I'm shocked, right. shocked. So- he releases an Instagram statement because there's always because, you know, we, OK, so this ignited a huge Twitter 
tweeting fest, um, which was a ton of fun fandom. I didn't get any work done. It, I just love y'all, your, your family, because your level of petty is my level of petty, and we had ourselves a good time. So everyone's like, okay, Steve, you made millions off of Arrow. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has that luxury. And nope. the point is that those people who have been successful, the actors and actresses who have been successful, it's even more important that they stand with the actors who are not household names, you know? And I'm Correct. not saying the, Steve's the, a household name. The bit name, actors but... who don't want their likenesses scanned into AI so that they're never paid for acting ever again, but their face sure shows up. Right. George Clooney's ass needs to be on the picket line, you know? Or... Even just you need to be adhering to the rules of a strike. So his primary beef is he felt the strike was delayed so certain projects could be promoted. Like he kind of felt like there was some unfairness as to when SAG decided to pull the strike trigger, which I don't know enough about it to like That's even entirely argue that possible, but also doesn't negate the reasons the, right the reasons for striking in the first place right so yeah. okay somebody <laughs> called steven somebody called him and they were like uh because what he said he's in danger i mean because i was like can't he lose his say card for this right because they've got the photos of him on the internet promoting heels blatantly promoting heels he goes to a con blatantly <laughs> promotes heels and then um basically just at the con is just really anti-striking and not supporting it so i was like i think he, i don't think they will take his say card because you know that would mean consequences for a rich white man and that's not really how oh we don't do Hollywood that in this rolls. country we don't no. really do that so <laughs> Don't don't be looking for justice to be served. But yeah. I will say, of all of his stupid ass career moves, this was pretty big because people will remember this. And his name will be associated with scab. And we're not the street, so you know. After this stuff happens, people start trickling out with their Steve stories, and they're like, "Yeah, he's an absolute dickhead." Like, he was all over TikTok. Yeah, it was. Like, it was. He was, it was being people were like, "Yeah, I was an extra on Arrow." Yeah, I was. You know, Arrow is one of those toxic um, sets, and you know, he wouldn't come out of his trailer if he didn't get his way. And was the what crew if, wasn't what about like, that gal that we saw that said that he made it? He told the crew they couldn't look him in the eye. Yeah. And the only reason why I believe it is because I've heard it from Steve's mouth himself. Yeah. Because he made a comparison between the Flash set and his set on multiple occasions. And he mm -hmm. said, well, we can either have fun or we can get out of here on time. Yup. Which, interestingly enough, you can be having fun and be friends and be polite and get work done on time. Like, yes. Those aren't mutually exclusive. Correct. So he kind of made it like, well, I have to be an asshole to get this show done and get the crew home to their family because he's always the savior of all. So, okay. This leads to the Instagram post because some SAG union official 
called up his ass and was like, walk it the fuck back, buddy. So, and or he saw that it was exploding on the internet. It was every internet, every, because the problem is like, okay, he's a big name to us. He's not a big name to everybody because there's plenty of like, who dis? There was plenty of, yeah, on TikTok people being like, I've never heard of this guy before Right. (laughs) <laughs> but he was really the first guy to come out and say, like, who who was a successful actor to say he's I support my union, I don't support the strikes. Oh, they were all over this, like, like, listen, guys, there's no t- new TV. This is this is the entertainment. So they jumped on it. So it was everywhere. He was trending, and I gotta be honest, I just one time could he just trend for a good reason? No, that's not how he rolls. That's not how it goes. I swear to God, when I saw the news, I was like, what do you do parts like, oh, my fucking God, Steve, of course, because it's it's not surprising. No, you know what I mean? It's not it's not even remotely surprising. Right. This stage in the game, knowing everything I know about this guy, everything that I've learned over the years, Mm zero percent surprising to hear this. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're an Arrow fan. And this is surprising information to you. That tells me you don't know Stephen about. This is the man right. who sued a dog shelter. Okay. Yeah. Like, he come. sued puppies, guys. Puppies. Um, yeah. So, um, Steve, you know, so everyone's kind of taking bets on Twitter. What are we going to go with? Because, you know, he kind of has the same MO every time he says something unbelievably stupid, douchey. Here comes racist, the next whatever. Take your pick. Yeah, we're like, well, is he gonna be? You know, um, I was taken out of context. Uh, you know, uh, double down, and he kind of did all of his faves. The first one was, um, he went with out of context, which I found hilarious because it's literally it's a video, son. <laughs> what context? We see the context. It's right there. He starts on the Insta with numbers. He's going to number his responses. I'm like, well, here we go. When Steve starts breaking out the numbers, you know you're in for some some absolute nonsense. So, Why is he the way he is? I don't know. So he titles everything what I actually said. Like, we did it here correctly. <laughs> like, we did it. Oh, this was his version of the the numbered tweets, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It's very similar to numbered tweets. He just did it on Instagram this time. What a dumbass! I was like, no, no, we got it. We got it. We follow you. (laughs) You know, I was able to keep up with your mental gymnastics. (laughs) I know what you said. I'm disagreeing with it, and the entire post is him. Just repeating what he said on the video. <laughs> like, no, no. And he tried to get self-deprecating and he tried to be funny. And yeah, so we'll go through it because, you know, whatever. Uh, he said, um, understandably, there has been a lot of reaction to the comments I made this weekend about our strike. Oh, notice it's our strike now. Our strike. Somebody PR that shit you know. right there, Stevie boy. You say you don't need a publicist, but me thinks maybe you're co- you're talking to one. Okay. <laughs> to ensure that there is no misunderstanding about my thoughts and intentions, I'm providing what I actually said 
and clarity context to ensure my feelings weren't unintentionally misinterpreted. We know those sound bites can be taken out of context, and I have too much respect for my fellow union members not to clarify the record. I mean, do you just want to start vomiting right now? Like the bile is already. I don't know if you can tell, but it's it's already in the back of my throat. (laughs) It's it's already happening. Something stupid and not supportive in any way. He's not a scab. We just misinterpreted what he said. Oh, our bad. I'm sorry. Right. Because my I honestly, I listened to what he said and understood the words and processed them in the context of what he was talking about. But it's my bad. I it was it was a fan video. This isn't TMZ. It was a fan video. We we video all that shit. Like we're thorough in the Arrow fandom. (laughs) Like you hit record, you don't cut until they're done talking. So and maybe maybe not until he's done with the interview. So it wasn't like this got sparse and and broken out they literally put up the full quote of him talking right so i'm like okay uh so what i actually said number one i support my union i do do, and i stand with them do you much clarity my support is unconditional and i stand with them you know because he's all with the love it's unconditional except for that part where you guys want to strike Right, and or I conditionally don't want to strike and are calling y'all myopic <laughs> compliment. Like, I don't think he knows. Like, he uses big words, and I don't think he understands what they mean. Like, Stephen, <laughs> look at a thesaurus. Get a dictionary. Stop using words you don't understand. Myopic is not a positive thing. It's wildly insulting. It's 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 the bad, it's the wrong move, my friend. <laughs> like, it's not that you just, this is what he could have said. I support my union. Um, I'm following the rules. I wish we didn't have to strike. That's period. great. Why didn't you just say that in it's, the convention? Period. Those are so that's much it. easier. That's such an easier thing to say. Three words, three sentences. But here's the thing. If he truly supported the strike, he wouldn't have been at the fucking con. Clearly, clearly. So, like, it's all just bullshit anyway. So, all right, number two. What I actually said, number two. I do not support striking. I don't. What this means in full context. (laughs) What in the capitalist horror story? Okay, here we go. Um, I understand fundamentally why we're here. My off-the-cuff use of the word support is clearly contradictory to my true feelings and my emphatic statement that I stand with my union. Of course I don't like striking. Nobody does. But we have to do what we have to do. So listen, guys. He's insulting you. He's calling you short-sighted. Does he support striking or not? Because he says, he says, I don't support striking, but then he says, we have to do what we have to do. Sir, clear as mud. So if, and listen, I understand not everybody might not, people might not know what myopic means. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that you don't know other words that I don't know. So I'm going to provide the definition of myopic because we're a full service (laughs) podcast here. (laughs) Go for it. It means nearsighted. 
lacking imagination, foresight, or intellectual insight. Oh, so he's calling all the SAG after people who've been, I've been seeing their TikToks where they're walking the, the, the picket line. All those people are dumber than Stephen fucking Amell. Right. Like, clearly there was another path here, guys, and you all didn't take it. It's like his super secret plan to fix inflation. You know, the West Wing episode or like the gun control episode on Arrow. I where, saw like, they somebody had a in one of the comments on TikTok. And they just tell- I saw like one of those people bring up the gun control episode in the comments. They're like, like, this is from this guy. Yeah, that's If right. you have a better idea, by all means, share it. No, we're not going to do that. We're just going to call you myopic. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> he's with us. He's with you. He's with everybody. He's with the people. The lowly little people. That is who the he's little, with. A man of all the peoples. Okay. Small children that are beneath him. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, yeah. How long does this go? Okay, four. There's only four. We're almost there. All God. right. What I said, number three. He dropped the actually. Maybe he felt he was being, like, reductive or something. I don't know. Anyways. I think that it is a reductive negotiating tactic, and I find the entire thing incredibly frustrating. Context. Because clearly we didn't have it. I am an actor. News at 11. And I was speaking extemporaneously for over an hour. Wow, big word there, fella. I almost mispronounced <laughs> that. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, he caught that me off guard so with that one. Ma- bravo. I mean, Jesus. God. He is smarter than me, Cal. Graduated oh. in three years of an English minor, and I can't we pronounce it. We all quiver in, in, in the presence of such an intellectual giant. And if you're wondering, what does that mean, Jen? It means done, spoken, performed, without special advanced preparation, i.e., I don't have a publicist. <laughs> he spoke at the, the con absolutely <laughs> extemporaneously. Jesus Christ. All the time. Okay. Get ready. I what emote. a nimrod. I emote. But I certainly don't think these issues are simple. Well, then why did you call them all myopic? Um, our leadership has an incredibly complicated job, and I am grateful for all that they do. Oh, yeah, somebody for SAG called, from, called his ass. Despite some of my terrible early acting work, I assure you, I am not a robot. I don't even know. At this point, I don't even know where we're going. Like, we're off the rails. From an intellectual perspective, because he's so smart, I understand <laughs> why we are striking that doesn't mean it isn't emotionally frustrating on many levels for all involved. I.e., he doesn't get to promote deals. Here's the thing. A, he shouldn't have done the con. But B, if he th- finds himself there raking in money, promoting his work against what the strike is saying to do. To do. Then when asked about your opinions on the strike, say... Gosh, I wish we didn't have to. I hope the studios come to the table with a better offer soon. Right. That's all he had to say. You are in an environment in which you are already breaking striking rules. So this is time to, like, sound off, dipshit. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. We we have arrived at the big number four, the climax. Oh, God. What I said, number four. So this time he decided that, you know, we're going to include the full quote of the, you know, um, 
the fan video because this was on the fan video and we just to make sure you don't <laughs> it didn't get out of context doesn't mean it's not true but right. go on so I think that thinking as it pertains to shows like the show that I'm on that premiered last night, I think it is myopic. What I meant, Again, nothing about, he mentions his show. Yeah, he repeated it. He repeated it. Okay. He repeated the statement in the Instagram. Like he just repeated the video. I, yeah. Like he said the words in the video and then he's like, I'm going to put them in print because that makes it better. But I'm going to pretend like I didn't say these things in the video and that people are just misunderstanding what I meant. But really, I'm just restating everything I said in the video because it's what I said. I can't keep up. What I meant. Nothing about the strike is funny. But if I may self-deprecate for a moment. Okay, buckle up. Get ready. It's the funny. It's coming. I have no clue what I was trying to say here. And who says I think that thinking? We've really... This is... If you're wondering when... We went off the rails. It started in three, but we're like on a full, full on like downhill. Perhaps it was an inarticulate shout out to our cast and crew. What does, what? Who mean the world to me? I'm simply sad that we don't have a chance to celebrate a show that all of us figuratively, figuratively, and I mean literally broke my back for. Because remember, he broke his back. Here's the thing. If he cares this much about his show... And his performance and and respecting the integrity of that performance and the sacrifices that he and everybody had to make. If he respects his his fellow cast members and crew and writers on that show, then he should be on that picket line demanding these studios do something so that he can promote his show. Amen, sister. Preach. Like, if he really cared... That's what he would be doing. It's just all illogical. Like, he thinks so brilliant, but it's like, dude, this is like, this is very, it's unraveled to start with. So just like the mental gymnastics. I just. In conclusion. As I said from the jump, I want to ensure that my thoughts and my intentions are not misconstrued. The situation reminds of the proverb. Oh. Yep. The proverb. The road to hell is paved with good intentions, which apparently, after after reading a limited amount of the commentary, is a place many of you would like me to visit. Oh, poor baby! At least for the foreseeable future, this is where it gets pretty gross, I choose to stand with my union. When you see me on the picket line, Oh, so he does believe in striking now. Yeah, don't whip any hard fruit. Like, what? Okay. So, yeah, somebody definitely called him. Yep, somebody called him. And was like, you are going to be on the picket line. You are in so much trouble, and we're going to take your card, and then your show is going to get shut down, or they're going to have to recast your ass. You are going to be on the picket line, and you will never do this again, and no more fucking cons. Basically. So, the problem is, after this... Then he went on TMZ. <laughs> oh, the, the TMZ came after this? Yeah, it came after. Oh, no. You know, what did he say on TMZ? The more, the more talking is what is what needs to happen. Um, the more talking is yeah, always, because always. because he's never n- n- not talked himself out of trouble. Right, no, because, I mean, he can just, <laughs> like, wordsmith his way. Um, 
out of anything. Um, I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. Uh, (laughs) This looks like they might have it. Um, I don't, I know that. Okay. So he said that people want you to vote as long as you're voting for their candidate. So now we're getting into politics. He's taking the, you know, wait, yeah, what? I don't know. This is how it starts. <laughs> like, like we just, right. so, what? Oh, you know, like those polar bear plunges. That's what a Steve TMZ interview is like. You're just going, what the fuck? Wait, <laughs> just what? <in> shock. <laughs> wait, I'm drowning in freezing cold water. What happened? Wait, um, there's like no forewarning. You're just, you're, you're just in the frozen water. Wait, okay, so. okay people want you to vote as long as you're voting for their candidate i can support my union but there was a strike authorization vote for a reason so he's simply defending his right to vote against the strike which yeah okay fine you don't fine if you vote for it but then once they support them that means you support about it yeah (laughs) it was overwhelmingly in favor of striking i think it was just fait accompli i just you know the fanciness i just it's so much the fancy that we're willing to authorize it. I think this has to be done in a very, I think this has been done in a very black and white, all or nothing sort of way. Cause you know, like Texas, like not all Texans are racist. We can't be black and white about it. Well, and also, you know, like it's black and white, whether or not A, we get paid more and B, you stop stealing our likeness right. to use it without paying us. Also like try like, you know, Ian- uh, Fucking God. Who was I, who was I, oh, Ian Zeering did Sharknado like five to keep his health insurance for his kids. Now I'm not saying Ian Zeering is like hurting for money. Um, but like, that's, that's the deal here, guys. Like, it's not just how much you're getting paid. It's how it's your ability to have benefits. Yeah. So, and and, and also, also let's not forget Southern California, not exactly a cheap place to live. It's not inexpensive or New York. <laughs> the other thing is, you know, like if you are not a super successful actor, you're out, you're a prof- you're a professional waiter and a part-time actor. That's normally Correct. the gig. They and have to have multiple jobs or else they have, they to have can't multiple jobs. Most of them are going to be part-time so they can be available for going on auditions and those don't come with benefits for the most part. No. So, yeah guys, there's a problem. Um and this point of the union the point of the union is to protect the rights of the workers so large corporations don't Don't take advantage of that and use slave labor correct that's all this is it's just they're just negotiating a fair term of pay which in the capitalistic capital of the world that's fair that's fine they're not doing anything wrong um i'm talking about show oh here we go so this is when he gets pissy about heels all right So I think this has been done in a very black and white, all or nothing sort of way. I'm talking about shows and movies that were about to come out before the strike. And I'm speaking about the shows that I and a bunch of other people poured their heart and soul into that happened to be coming out in a certain window after the strike. I don't think that some of the consideration that was given to some of the projects leading up to the strike at the delay of the strike was given to some of the projects that came on the other side. So all of this boils down to is Tom Cruise got to promote to premiere Mission Impossible 300 and Steve didn't get to promote um healed boo fucking who so 
that's something that, that retrospectively, I should have done a better job of taking up in private with my leadership of union. Yeah. So big union rep called him and was like, yeah. So if you got a beef, call me, but shut the hell up. Don't be talking to people. Also, how on brand is this for Steven? He always goes and blasts shit publicly (laughs) when he's seething privately. Uh Uh-huh. So this is where he really loses me, okay? He hasn't. If yet, I yet. mean, he, he never had me. Let's be fair. He never had me. Okay. I'm like, popcorn in hand, Steve's talking. This is going to be a mess. It's going to okay. be like watching a car crash, and I'm here for it. So Amel said he was going to take a, a quiet moment. You mean disappear into a hole. Um, but said he'd do anything in his power to help this process. I don't consider myself to be a martyr. And frankly, I would have preferred that these comments never became public, but they did. And here we are. And hopefully it can just lead to a broader discussion. What? (laughs) Wait. Okay. First, he thinks he's a martyr. Yep. Just let the rage fuel you, Callie. (laughs) What does he mean a broader discussion? Your emotions are catching up to your brain. It's like, it's like a fiery synapse where you're like, what? What? What does he want to have? What do, it's like trying to negotiate between equal rights for everybody or equal rights for a small portion of the population. It's like we need to have a discussion about this, about who gets like how about no? Because everybody deserves the rights. Everybody that is striking deserves more pay. And right. deserves not to have AI replace them. That is not a gray area. <laughs> this, this is this is the core part of a strike. This is the core part of a sit-in. This is the core part of a protest. You can't cross enemy lines because if we have some actors who are willing to work, there's no incentive for these studios to come to the table. Like my daughter. My daughter did a play. She did Newsies. And the the children who, you know, sell the newspapers went on strike. And what did the corporation do? They just hired more people for more money, you know, for, you know, actually it wasn't more money, but like for the same amount of money to be, you know, selling newspapers, which completely eradicates the power of the strike. Correct. That's why there's rules with strikes. That's why as a union, when you vote, you are you have joined a union. You are part of a larger group, a larger voice. Sorry we didn't go with your vote, your vote, but this is the way the dice is rolling. Shut up and play along. Well, it's like, here's the thing. He wants to be with his union, but not held to the same standard right. as other people in that union. Like, that's not how that works. Well, here's the deal, though. And I read an article about Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise called SAG as these negotiations were going on, okay? He was working with SAG, like, hey, this is important. I'm with you guys. We got to do this. But here are just some caveats. And he was working between SAG and the studios and trying to, like, this is X, Y, and Z, okay? It wasn't like Tom Cruise was like, fuck you, SAG, and just decided to, like, I'm I don't care about this. And I'm, you know, like he was actually trying to get parties to come to the table, you know? Right. So it's not, I know Steven wants to be Tom Cruise, but you're not like, you don't have that star power. He's not even 
close. You're not even in his stratosphere. So for him to be like, I don't consider myself a martyr. Like, that, oh, it takes the narcissism. It takes to say that. That, oh, I'm, you know, my comments of not supporting the strike are going to get this ball rolling. And people may hate me for it. But I said what needed to be said. And I'm the savior of the Hollywood industry. Like, it just, it, like, this is what, he'll apologize. He'll say, oh, he's out of context. You didn't understand me. He never, ever comes out and apologizes. Oh, nobody ever understands him. Yeah, but then he always keeps talking and he takes back any other previous statement that maybe might have been construed as a potential apology. Or that I made an error. Like the Texas Now he's hate. just a martyr and willing to take the heat and the hate because he's trying to push a broader thought to all of us imbeciles who don't understand. What he wants is he wants the guild to buckle and give in and go back so to So he work. can promote heels. And I'm sorry, like, this whole attitude of, oh, I care about my crew, I care about my cast. Like you said, Cal, if you really did, then you'd be supporting the strike because they don't make as much money as you. Correct. So this is just you pissed off that your show is hitting at the time when no new material is being created because of the strike. This happened before, okay? And shows that premiered and that were airing while a strike was going on, those shows typically did not survive to the next season. Correct. They were canceled. So that's what this is about for Steve, okay? He is worried that if he doesn't, because listen, I don't feel like, is it stars or is it Showtime that he's, I think it's stars. I think it's stars, yeah. I don't think we've got a breakout Outlander hit. I haven't seen the numbers, but I'm just taking a wild guess. I'm that surprised it got a season two. To be, I honest. was stunned it got a season two. Okay, <laughs> so that's what this is about. He wants to promote heels so he gets a season three, so he gets his meal ticket punched. That's all this is about. And for him to pretend otherwise is just unbelievably disingenuous and just a flat. It's just a flat lie. He does not. And the whole oh, well, I broke my back for this show. Yeah. Okay. You have stunt doubles. Use them every once in a while. You know, again, you're not freaking MacGyver or Tom Cruise. Well, and also, like, that's he always has to find some way to make himself a victim in whatever dialogue is happening. Yes. Like, Black Lives Matter, we have to talk about his family, his in-laws, because they're nice people. You know, maybe that's not, like, what needs to be... That's not the conversation about right that now. Needs like, to be had exactly. Like I and I, I remember writing about it when that happened because Arrow was still on, and it was like I feel like that was one of our first like, wow, he's really dumb. <laughs> and the point that I tried to bring on class, I was like, take the Catholic Church, okay? Everybody thinks pre- all priests are pedophiles, or when this come when there's a sex abuse can- scandal, like this is not the time to say not all priests are sex abusers you're talking about texas gate right yeah texas gate. yeah yeah, like, yeah. this okay. isn't the time to like that's not where the hurt is right now the hurt is on the actual victims who have suffered sexual abuse so let's focus on that and not worry so much about the people who are doing just fine so so and he is constantly when there's issues like this, he's constantly, let's 
pull the, the, the attention off the people who actually need it and put it on me and put it on people I care about and things that I care about because they're the ones that are truly, that they also are truly suffering. Or maybe it's just a gut reaction where he's feeling called out by something because it's accurate and he should be called out by something. Mm. And this is his gut reaction because nobody <laughs> can tell him that what he, anything he does is wrong. Uh-huh. Oh, Bingo. To me, Got if it. you're reacting Fun. that strongly in those situations, like maybe this is more about you. Take some time to self-reflect is all I'm saying. So... It's just, it's mind-numbing how much his ego can take up a space. Like, I'm amazed they had room for him in the TMZ. Like, I don't think he went in. I think he zoomed it. But I was just like, how do you fit inside your house, your $5 million Beverly Hills, wherever he lives, mansion? Well, somebody else is making 26000 a year. <laughs> I don't know. Come on. It's it's horrific to me, honestly. It's really horrific to me because like I don't have this is like George Clooney. George Clooney owns like an island in Italy. Like he owns half of Italy. I I I don't have much George patience for ego under the best of circumstances. But like there's few a few people it's like, okay, you have a good reason to have an ego. Right. Like George Clooney would have a good reason to have an Right. He's done pretty fucking well. Yeah, Stephen he's Amell, on the island. Stephen Amell has not done enough to have an ego as big as he does. Exactly. Like, I'm sorry. Come on, you man. You were on a little TV show on the CW, as, as NT calls it, the Almost Network. Like, seriously. How many people <laughs> watch that item. show? Guys, really? anytime you see, you see a blind item that starts with almost network, that's us. That's our peeps. It's 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 not good. Those are our shows. That's what we're watching. No, it's really it's really it's exhausting for a so large. It really is exhausting, and he does fire people up because this is this is stuff that's important. It speaks to a larger issue of like wealth disparity and I'm not like a socialist I don't think we got to hand it all over to each other or whatever but I am saying like there can be equitable and fair distribution of profits and I'm a little bit more in favor of socialism I know Callie's seriously... like, we balance each other well I'm more like capitalistic in nature Callie's a little bit we could hand it out to everybody but like at the same time when somebody's got when a company is worth billions when yeah, they have people, people that work for them that are in poverty, that to me is a problem. <laughs> Listen, if you can cut Harry and Megan a $20 million check for one documentary, I think you might have a couple pennies in there to spread it around the bits actors that are on all the super popular And it's just like shows. any any business that had reported record profits in the last few years, right. they should be giving record bonuses to their employees for helping them yeah, get those like records. Yeah, like Steve goes for a walking away with a $500 million bonus. Like, that's not okay. Like, that's not okay. I don't that's think that's... That's not okay. That's not okay. Like, you need to... Again, and, you know, there is a point to profit and there's a point to capitalism, and I get it, but I also think you need to be divvying that out to the workers. And I do think, you know, greed is a sin. And there is um, just unbelievable amounts of greed in this country and 
it's wrong and it's not okay. And there needs to be people who stand up for it. Now you might say, well, whatever, like the movie business, are we really like, who cares? about? listen, this stuff's important. You know, it's like the other well, unions. It, 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 the thing is, is it's not just the movie business though. They have right. unions. What, about, what yeah. about all the industries that don't have unions exactly. and they're still getting fucked over? Exactly. Even if they do, I mean, it's an uphill battle. So Correct. I'm just like, anytime someone does this, it's like, you're just handing a victory over to these billionaires. They're like, see, we don't have to come to the table. And I just, mm. I don't understand how he thinks for a second that anything he said is jump starting some kind of conversation with Netflix and Fran Drescher. He's, he's, he's pissing off the people that would be on his side. Right. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. What are your co-stars? Let's talk about what your co-stars are earning on heels, Steve. Why don't you cut some of them your check? That's you supporting them. That's you keeping the show afloat. You know, like Jay Leno. Jay Leno, like, loves to tell this story. All right. Um, I'm not a big Jay Leno fan. I think he's okay, but, you know, whatever. But the... They were going to fire half the crew because the show, The Tonight Show, got too expensive. And Jay Leno was making $30 million. And this is $30 million when, you know, in the 90s. So, like, it's probably like $60 million now with inflation. Um, and he was like, well, how many of you think I should take a pay cut? And, like, everybody raised their hand. And he did. He took a pay cut. And he hobbled away with a mere $15 million. But the rest of the losers got to keep their jobs. Like, it's like, like, have some self-awareness that there's other people around you that are needed to support the show. Like, it can't just be you in a closet acting, Steven. So maybe we're not fighting for your rights, Steven. Maybe this doesn't have a thing to do with you. Maybe. Here's a shocker. (laughs) (laughs) Not everything is directly about your ass. Yeah, maybe it's not about you, Steve. Maybe, maybe the about... issue is bigger than just you and your stupid stars show that right. certain people watch. Or it's about the, the your fellow actor who makes twenty six thousand when you're coming away with what two fifty, two hundred thousand an episode, sixty thousand an episode. I don't even care how much he gets paid. And again, he has the luxury of bitching because he made millions on Arrow. Okay. He is a successful actor. I'm not saying the guy's worth 50 mil, but a mil is a mil. Okay. He's in more than I got. (laughs) He's got multiple houses. All right. He's doing just fine. The man vacations professionally. So all I'm saying is he's myopic about himself oh way to use his word again. Do you see what I did? I mean. That was wordplay gunsmith here. Yes, you are. English minor, don't mess with me, Steve. I come to play. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> but yeah, so when shit happens, the only reasonable recourse for the peeps and the only way to like try to like put him in his place is to drag him on social media because he does care about that. He does care a lot about that. He cares a lot about that. Okay. Which is that's image. all I that's all I feel like we've learned from this, yep. this week. 
is if you really want to get under this man's skin, mm-hmm. insult him on social media. Right. Fans of his who maybe have the luster is not as shiny as it once was. We know this about him. Okay. Mm. We have like whatever microscopic power we have, we can use it to check his ass on Twitter. Okay. And say, hey, rich white boy, <laughs> not a good look because that's the only thing that gets his attention. Now, I'm not saying he feels bad about it. I'm not saying he's going to change who he is, but it's a little taste. Um, it's a little bit like, here's your medicine. He gets a little kickback from it. And then yeah. he goes away, which is also a positive and stops talking. So this whole, I'm a, but the whole, I'm a martyr thing. I was, you know what you don't say in an apology is I'm a martyr. And right? also the, oh, okay. And whoever the fan is, whoever spent the $400 to go to the con to hand him $100 bills in cash to give, to get a picture with him, to get him to sign an autograph. That's all separate, y'all. That's separate. You got to pay for each of those. It's not like a combo deal, okay? <laughs> it's not like and paying ticket, to get into the con gets you his there's autograph. There's the ticket to get into the con. There's the ticket to get uh, his, there's the, there's the charge for the autograph. There's the charge for the photographs. And it's multiple charges per photograph. Per photograph. And they are expensive. They are not and, cheap. And unless you do this, you don't talk to them. I will never forget when he said that. You, But they don't. He won't. Oh, yeah. That was that was really when he lost me. That was really yeah. when he lost that me. I lost my straw. shit over it. I was that like. That was the last straw. I was completely him. done with him he with said, that. Yeah, I'm only talking to fans if they're paying me. Was I can't remember where he said it, but he did say that. I think it was around the time with the Blue Mosque incident. Yep. You're right. It was Blue Mosque. And he came out. That was his apology that time. Well, I don't I don't <laughs> give a shit about my fans. I only care about the, you know, I'll only talk. I only, I'll only talk to fans if they're, at, you know, if they're standing right in front of me, I think was the quote. Which, yeah. in layman's term, because, you know, we're also stupid, that means a convention. That's the only place Steve needs That was also his lashing out, which he's done this in the past. He doesn't like on social media that people don't have to have their name and their face attached to their account. He doesn't yep. like that there's anonymity. That, that right. Because it's usually used against him in a negative manner, he sees. Whereas he doesn't understand that a lot of people like that because they, for whatever reason, because everybody's got their own reasons, likes to keep that bit of anonymity because they don't want crazy people targeting what? them for no good reason just because they disagree on a ship or because they maybe they have an ex that's stalking them and they're trying mm -hmm. to like stay under the you know you don't know why people are doing the things they're doing all right. Steve cares about is what it means to him and his fragile fucking ego and exactly. so if you could have pay a hundred dollars to stand in front of him, well then, you know, then he'll acknowledge you as a human being. And that's well, and, cool. yeah. And his Facebook, that was a cesspool too, of just oh, rampant psychos. So Elizabeth Vanna members stopped posting there because he didn't monitor any behavior at no. all. He didn't, um, he didn't care. But whoever the person was who spent all that money on the con to see him, to get an autograph, 
um, to talk to him. He just threw you under the bus. He blames you. Yeah. You, you were supposed well, to keep a very public um, event private. private for whatever reason. Yep. That's what he thinks of you. That's what he thinks of you as you're handing him $80 in cash to have a picture taken with him. So that's what I get real riled up about. Because, like, everyone's like, well, you've met him, Jen, and he was so nice. Yeah, he was nice to me. I've had pleasant interactions with him. I was also handing him fistful of money. So to me, that's an exchange of goods and services. Okay? Like, I am politely purchasing something from him. I'm purchasing his time. Correct. In, in response to that purchase, the customer service aspect of his job is to be polite and pleasant to me. And sometimes it's, he honored that and sometimes Sometimes he, he did it. Okay. <laughs> Imagine how the fans feel when he's nasty to them because mm -hmm. he's crabby or whatever. He's having an off day. You know, what about that time he day? was late and we were all standing there for like, God. Oh. My feet hurt so bad. Do you know who never had an off day? Dave Ramsey. He was always on. He was always sweet. He was great to people. He recognized people are paying him for a service. Well, and he appreciated that we cared enough about him and the show to pay to see him. To He's pay like, to see the person. That means a lot to me. Yes. Thank you for coming. Because he was actually. What do you want to talk about? He's been in the business a lot longer than Steve, and he didn't have the meteoric, you know, rise. And he he's, was the $26,000 a year actor for a long ass time. He is so much more mature than Steve. It's mm -hmm. like not even close. No, it's not at all. Now, everyone's like, well, you know, you stand Mark Guggenheim. Yeah, I mean, fine. Sure, I stand him. I, I, I like Mark. He's a friend. Okay. I get along with him. Um, but. He stood and talked to me at San Diego Comic-Con, the biggest con in the country, for an hour. For He was signing free autographs. They were free. You're like, oh, well, he didn't. No, he doesn't have anybody come by. No, he did. There were plenty of people. And he stood there and he talked Arrow with me and Maddie for an hour. That's amazing. And people just stood there and listened. He gave like a mini convention for freaking. And he did that every time I talked to him. He made time the next year at San Diego Comic-Con for us to do an interview. He spent like almost two hours with me. I walked on the freaking con with his kid. Like, he was like, yeah, come hang. We'll talk. It'll be fun. For free. <laughs> That's supporting fans okay yes. so yes. i i don't i don't bear any ill will to any person to any actor who's in the con business and who wants to make some money all freaking for it go for mm -hmm. it and you know what i don't mind writing you a check to meet you either like that's it's, my you know it's the my easiest choice. money spent was the money spent seeing dave ramsey right that's my choice that's my money i chose to spend it that way okay but when we are spending the hard-earned money, be nice is pretty much all any fan wants. And you'll make their freaking year, if not their life. Okay? Lauren was like eight. She'd seen like three episodes of Arrow. Not even. She just saw scenes of Felicity. She thought the show was about Felicity. 
And he spent five seconds with her and she has remembered it for her lifetime. Okay, you can have a major impact. So when he does stuff like this, it's it to me, it as when he's throwing a fan, probably a fan who has been a fan for 10 years and has spent an obscene amount of money to come and see him. And he throws the fan who all they were doing was recording a convention. You guys, I've recorded that I've recorded tons of conventions. I've recorded San Diego Comic Con. We all have. Yeah. We all record. That's that's the deal. You go out, you you spend the money, you get the ticket, you have the experience. And what is amazing about our fandom is they share it with everyone else for free and say, hey, I got to experience this and I want to share it with you guys. Whatever spoilers I got, you guys get. Okay? Whatever experience I had, I want you guys to share in it. That's what's amazing about the fandom. Okay? And he completely threw that fan under the bus mm -hmm. because he can't keep his fucking mouth shut about the SAG strike because he's pissed off that he can't talk about heels. Like, seriously? So I just offer a word of caution to anyone who's going to come and see him at cons. Just be... Manage your expectations. Manage the expectations, okay? Manage the expectations because... Yeah, he's on the surface. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they all do. Maybe they all go back in their cars and they laugh how stupid we are. I don't know. I don't I don't actually care that much. My point is, I really am pissed at him for his statement. And I'm also really pissed at him how he treated that fan. Like, that's on fucking TMZ that he said that. Like, like, like that person did something wrong releasing the video. They did nothing wrong. Nothing they did what wrong. everybody has done for years. And he knows that. You guys. I was, so the last con I think I saw him at. Well, maybe it was the second. So the con that I saw him with Lauren. Um, Supergirl was supposed to be there. And I know I've told this story before. Okay. And she was heartbroken that she didn't show up. And so I kind of told Steve that because I was I like, remember this. Story. I was really clear with him. She ain't here to see you. So fix it was pretty much what I said to him. And he was like, he looked at her and Lauren's in her little pigtail or her little ponytail and her little pink shirt and glasses. And he's like, what do you want to know? And she asked him point blank, basically, are Oliver and Felicity going to get married? He's like, yeah. I'm like, sweet. So my kid got to break the Elicity wedding. All right. That year, that year I saw Mark at Comic-Con and I told him the story and he stopped literally in the street and was like, that was you. I was like, what do you mean? That, what do you mean? He's like, that was your kid. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So think about that up at corporate. Okay. Like he was like, that was and you totally got him to spill it. I was like, well, yeah, it's not my first rodeo. That was the point. So he knows this shit is public, is my point. He knows this shit is going to get out. There's no caveat to the little eight-year-old girl. He's not who upset that tell it got out. Anything. He's upset that people didn't agree with his right. position. Spoilers out. Like, they were going out of style. Maybe not as much as David, but... And he knew that they get, to, he knows everything's tweeted. He knows he's going to be blitzed on a con, on a con day with videos of him. He knows that. He's like, fully aware. Like I said, he's not upset that people were there, that people overheard it, that people post stuff from cons. He's upset that the people who then watched that video didn't go, yeah, Steve's right. 
And listen, like, there's a lot of actors who do cons, okay? He's the only one I really hear problems about at cons with things that he says. Like, how many cons do, super, do the Supernatural boys do? How many cons does the Vampire Diaries cast and crew do? How many cons does Shadowhunters do? I hear nothing but good things from the Supernatural guys. Nothing but just amazingness Maybe from all Jared, of those. But... And like, listen, I'm at the Shadowhunters cast. They really are amazing. You guys have like put your money in a good spot. But I, but there's only positivity. Now, I'm not following all of these. Like, I could be wrong. And I'm speaking in generals. But yeah, because we haven't been paying attention. We haven't been into that into no. those cons. But I don't see very much they certainly don't have ian summerhall they're trending on Evie for being a scab <laughs> and then basically rolling over on a fan on tmz like i'd have more respect for the guy with he was like yeah this is what i said i didn't articulate it correctly um if, if he hadn't gone venue. on tmz <sighs> No, I'd still fucking hate him because I, I hated I him since. Can't stand his ass. It just it galls me when he does this shit. Like I would get so pissed even at physically at cons. Yeah, I always had positive in, um interactions with him, but I also didn't take his shit either. That's true. So when he was kind of a dick and he starts out kind of a dick, I pushed back politely, but like, you know, you're like, hey, do right that. Here, look I'm at still- me. <laughs> go away yet you'll get you'll get the money but i'm not we're not done and he would always kind of like oh cool all right and he back off all right so to me to do that to a fan who probably has been following this person for years and has spent their hard and money just it just galls me it just it just that even drives if it me makes you feel any better that fan probably still thinks he hung me uh, oh and god bless you if you do mm. you pure sweet soul you haven't been disillusioned yet. I have more anger issues <laughs> than you. Probably need some therapy, but I'm not going to go. So we're just going to do this. We're going to do podcasts and yell about Steve for 75 minutes. It's fun. It's what we do. It's what we do. The dragging. I know Maddie was like, oh, I don't know if we can make the podcast. Callie and I are like. Oh, we're doing the podcast. <laughs> like, Listen. We were waiting all day to do We had to wait all week for this shit. <laughs> I had to be a grown-up and do my job. But uh, it was. It was really fun that day because, like, I did get nothing. I really felt it was like, oh, it's like an Arrow episode aired. We were like, yes, we get to drag Steve. It's going to be amazing. The fandom is everyone's so incredibly articulate. Like, there's no, like, you're such a fucking, you know, it's just unbelievably well thought out fairly polite um logical arguments in in trust of what he said like people take his comments at face value and they're like cool you expressed your opinion here is mine it's an exchange a free exchange of ideas the best america can get and this ditch shit cannot handle it nope he can't because if you're not agreeing with him then you're Doing just, something wrong to me. He just didn't vote for the candidate you wanted him to vote for, is his <laughs> attitude. Like, okay. Grow up, Stephen. Also, like, can we just, like, not politicize something for a change? Like, that doesn't help you either, dipshit. <laughs> I've never known an actor to need a publicist more than this man. 
And like, I wonder, does he have one and his publicist is just as terrible as him? I mean, would you work for him? Their nope. publicist, I really want to send her the statements. There's a publicist on TikTok and she goes she's the She's amazing. She's the best. Like, she just went through Lizzo's, which is amazing. She did go through Lizzo's and she's like, mm, this ain't it. This ain't it. <laughs> I saw I that know. one. Like, is about 90% of her reaction videos is like, who did they hire? What publicist wrote this drizzle? Um, no, so, like, look at a statement. She'll be like, I see exactly what they're trying to do here. Right. This is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. This is what this means. This is what that means. Yep. Like, she's like, good. I desperately want her to, like, analyze the three statements. Because <laughs> it's classic Steve. This is what he does. There's always multiple... Yeah. statements and even if he walks it back how is it this man is only ever in the news for doing something horrible i don't know suing a, a pet shelter yelling at his wife and getting kicked off a plane being a scab it's like why don't you hey. get publicity for giving your staff a five fifty five million dollar bonus right or i don't know just get home from a trip from your with your wife peacefully like it's not hard millions of people do it every day honestly though right after this all came out there was a blind item about him and i said something like you know i would have thought like basically the dick behavior on set and the um domestic violence would have gotten him canceled but it's going to be his recent comments about the strike I was like domestic violence, and everyone's like, they're probably just referring to the airplane incident. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's domestic violence. I mean, it can be verbal. It was bitter. Yeah. It is domestic violence. So it is. I was like, yeah, that's true. And again, that was another one where we were like, oh, he's burning it down. Steve's having trouble. So now I'll tell you guys the next thing he's gonna do. He's gonna come up. He's gonna call up Michael Rosenbaum, who was Lex Luthor on Smallville. He's got himself a nice little podcast. That's where Steve goes to have his little therapy sessions. But here's the thing. Mike Rosenbaum is Isn't very much in favor of the strike. Of the strike. And I don't think he's actually doing any podcasting right now. Any podcasting that I thought he was doing. Yeah, see, that's why I don't know the rules. Because, like, clearly heels can air. Like, they're airing it. Oh, yeah. They they said they said that, that you know, movies will be released that, that are ready to go. And you can go see the movie, like... Don't worry about you're not supporting the strike, you know, as a non-union person. Go see the movies. And they can, but they can't promote it. They can't go on a podcast and promote. They can't. They can't work. They can't promote anything where they they would get paid for it. No. Right. Like, they. that's work. So, Steve went to a con. He was working. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like me going to Canada. Okay, well, for my job, I was in Canada for a week, but I I wasn't, like, just, like, you know, going fishing. You know, I was working. I got paid to do it. So that's what they're objecting to, that he was at an event paying him money that was promoting. And he called the strike myopic. Myopic. Like, you are the biggest fucking dumbass. Like, you're calling studio, like, you're calling, like, directors. I mean, like, okay, I don't like him. I never liked him. The guy who played, like, the dragon guy on Arrow. 
Oh yeah, he was no, like Dragon Steve. I was like, good. it's 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 good. I was like, it's, I'm uncomfortable when I agree with him. But yeah, I always okay. get uncomfortable when somebody I like I don't like. Like what? I agree with them. I'm like, what is happening? But the best <laughs> was Bradley Whitford, who was Josh Lyman. Oh, he dragged him hard. And he was. I mean, it wasn't even like. It just took him on like on an intellectual basis because he's oh so smart. Bradley Whitford was like tried to like talk and it didn't work. Like, do you think like we went straight to strike right off the bat? Yeah, what did he say? Um, do you support the AMPT refusing to talk? Does that frustrate you, pumpkin? So there's you know, <laughs> Josh Lyman. Oh my god. I bet- I and then oh someone else replied oh and then the guy who replaced um the other dude I can't remember Will Bailey Will Bailey was dragging him too and I was like I just need Rob Lowe to jump in Will Sam Seaborn that'd be such shit um yeah so it's not like Sag it wasn't Sag walking away from the table it was the studios mm-hmm. like the studios have have refused to negotiate on anything. Right, so like, why is he walking around like Z- he's walking like around like saying picked a fight and then just pitched a hissy fit for no reason? That's honestly the way he's reacting. But is, I support is that at all what happened. No, it's not at all what happened. And they've been negotiating. For, I mean, for months. This is and this has been an ongoing thing probably for years. So you know, workers. And like when they strike, they they literally they strike. They are not getting paid. They're not working. They have no money. They don't want to be striking any more than you do, Steve. Right. And they don't have the financial stability of Arrow and it's three dollar. <laughs> here's here's something that I'm going to get. It's gonna sound dramatic. I'm okay. It's gonna sound hella dramatic, but I believe in my heart that it's true. They are striking to save the industry. I mean, they have to. I mean, because this if, AI if, thing is kind of terrifying. If if they are allowed to go ahead with this AI nonsense, that is it. Like, I just want, here's what I want from my AI. I just want them to, like, read books and create pictures of what, based on book description characters, of what they would really look like, and then compare that to movie actors. Like, I that, like that. I also like, I also like when AI takes one of my pictures and, like, spits yep. out a more attractive version of myself. Right. That's, That's okay. That's okay. Like if we just keep AI in that little box, tell me what a what a Disney princess would look like in real life. What Correct. their kids would look like. Correct. Cool. I'm sold. Anything else? I don't want it. I don't want Katie people's novels voices? written by a machine. I don't want writing movies by movies a machine. Written and starred by robots. I don't want like has any of watched, Did anybody watch the Terminator? I know this is how you get Skynet, guys. And then the, the, the nukes from the silos. Well, and I've seen all kinds of people say, like, if we're talking about jobs that can be easily replaced by AI, I would say that the studio execs would be the first job that could easily be done by AI. Like, what benefit do you bring to the table? <laughs> like, I feel like as Gen Xers, no, wait, yeah, we're Gen X, right? We're Gen Z. No, we're Gen X. <laughs> as, as Gen Xers, 
my god like we have enough knowledge of the computer world because we grew up with it and it's burgeoning but like we also have a healthy fear of it because we saw terminator yes and it's the same reason we also don't like nazis because we were raised that nazis and russians are bad people yeah like i don't (laughs) born with russia being an absolute dill hole listen we were with freaking harrison ford you don't need to tell me twice like harrison ford's like punching nazis sounds like a tuesday and i'm like great i'm with you name any spy movie ever it's always the russian Oh, she's got an accent. She's evil. It's not. And the wife was Russian, and she was evil. And that was like that was like 1995. So I mean, it went. I mean, they only really started the Middle East stuff after the bombing of the um, yep. Trade Center, the first mm-hmm. one. That became really like, bad guys. Oh, okay, we can rag on these guys too. I mean, fair, but um, yeah, no, it was like. Like, there's, like, baselines. And I feel like as Gen Xers... By the way, I was given permission by TikTok to call myself a Gen Xer. Good. Because they told me, like, they said... It's this Gen X mom, and she's hilarious. Like, she does all this, like, the dance steps. I'm going to send it to you. Because they said that millennials started in 1981. So they call me a geriatric millennial. And she's like, that's bullshit. Gen, Gen X goes to at least 1988. Okay, I argue with that now. I feel like at least we could do 84. 84 is my cutoff. Yeah, that's where I was like, 88. No, give us the full 20 years. We'll go 65 to 84. That's fine. Done. Sold. Because like I do, but then they're like, oh, you're like a Xenial because you're Gen Z. And and I was like, like, no, they that's cut millennial, millennial Gen X. Yeah, millennial. So like, they'll do like 1981 to 1984, you're Xenials. I'm like, couldn't we just be Gen X and just be done with it? My shit where I was when I was playing outside. (laughs) Like, I feel like that's the cutoff. Did your mom care about where you were when you left the house? No. Were you allowed to play outside at night after 10 o'clock? If the answer is yes, you're Gen Z. (laughs) Like, if your mother was like, uh, I legitimately, like, one time I left and she really legitimately didn't know where I was. I got in trouble though. Like I left because my neighbor told me, oh, I can play with um, her Barbies whenever I wanted. So I took them up on it and I just like went in their house. (laughs) But see, I feel like the true experience is you leave, you're gone for hours. Yeah. You come home and your parents look surprised like you weren't upstairs. Yeah. Like Jacob Wetterling had gotten kidnapped by then, by by the time I did this. So then that's, I kind of feel like that's in Minnesota when like Gen Z parents started giving a shit. They're like, oh. You mean Gen X? Right, actually. Yeah. Don't say Gen Z. Those are our children. I know. That's my daughter. So (laughs) Gen Z parents were like, "Mm, that's a problem. So like in Minnesota, that's when it started. Like we weren't allowed to be out. I think there's, there's, there's also different types of Gen X. Because yes. some Gen X had silent generation parents and some had boomer parents. I yeah, I had boomers. I had, had silent, silent generation. I had silent, and it's it's the, our parents lived through the Great Depression <laughs> and felt the aftershocks of that. They're and the that, real ones. They're that just, informed a lot of like our. They're just upbringing. coming through traumatized, and I feel like boomers are pretty traumatized. I mean, they had Vietnam. That fucked everybody up. Well, everybody is traumatized. It's just, like, slightly different flavors of trauma. Fair. Like, they were silent generation because 
their parents were stressed about the Great Depression and World War II, right? Right. <laughs> they were the, they're called silent because they were to be seen and not heard. And right. So they passed that on to their children yep. to be seen and not heard. Yeah, whereas and, boomers were more, everybody gets a trophy generation. Correct. I feel. They were the ones that made the trophies, yes. My parents weren't. No. Because they were probably were raised more by more, more, were, more of the, the, the type they, of the silent oh, They were the boomers, for boomers, but silent generation boomers. Like, they were like, life is pain. We must teach you. We must teach you to be in pain as the much as we are. The world will destroy you. Like, my dad, it was not uncommon to come down into the kitchen, and he'd have, like, one ketchup bottle on top of another ketchup bottle to get the last bits of ketchup out of the... I mean... Like, no joke when i when my parents sold the house i grew up in i went we were moving and i went down in the basement and the amount of diet coke my mom had in the basement i was like what is this for Hoarders. like they, she's they like hoard. the nuclear war <laughs> they hoard like, no i'm not gonna make it through winter if i don't have coke <laughs> and and the whole like my my husband, bless his heart, bitches about the boomers on the road because he says they come from the, the age when if you ran the air conditioning in the car, it lowered your fuel efficiency. Yes. And so they this no is... longer feel that you can do that. Yeah. And have they, the they, they don't understand that new cars don't have yeah. that issue. My but they're all ones that. that like on a 99 degree day, you'll be driving around and they're like got their windows down. They're like, what are you doing? I know. I finally had to have like a come to Jesus talk with her. The only reason she stopped doing that was I was getting car sick. <laughs> I was like, Mom, please. I to vomit in the backseat for the love of God. Put the air conditioning on. Oh, okay, honey. <laughs> like, stop it. So, like, whenever we're out on the weekends, we always spot the boomers. We'll see somebody with their windows down. We're like, let's roll up next to them. And see if it's a boomer. And I have a window. Uh, what is it? Roof window thingy. What is it called? Sunroof. Sunroof. No, see, this is I'm tired. <laughs> I work a lot. Jeez, <laughs> verbal wordplay exhausted my brain cells. He is smarter than me. There, I gave him a positive. Take that to the bank, sir, and smoke it. Um. Like, I'll have the, the, the sunroof open and the air conditioning going, and my mother can't handle that. She's like, Jennifer. You can do like, what you want. Listen, I am, <laughs> I am a free woman. Yeah. Nobody can stop me. <laughs> Look at me rebel. Damn the man. So, like, the say thing, one more note, like, this is really going up against the man. And we are yes. always down with damn and the man. So like this is and you don't to want to be the, the guy man. that's like, but what about the man? <laughs> right. <laughs> like they're giving you opportunity. Just damn the man. That's all you gotta know. Damn him. Just damn him. Eat the rich and damn the man. Steve's my age. He knows better. That's he doesn't apparently. He yeah. is not Gen X. That man's a millennial. Oh yeah, I don't claim his ass. <laughs> In fact, I think I'm older. I think he might be 82. We're going to slough him off to the millennials. Okay. He, he, he could be a like, geriatric we'll millennial. Like, cut out Steve. Like, section. When's his birthday? March? No, May. March something? May, May like, 1st. 
May 8th or something like that? Jesus, why do I May, still Why that? do you know that? 81. So I was, I'm almost, he's, I'm about six months older. So we're wow. going to cut out May 8th, 1981. That's a millennial. Isn't that anybody born on that specific day? I really had to resist the urge in all of the Steve trending. I really wanted to break out our picture with him where we have actual physical evidence that he's not 6'1". <laughs> Friendly reminder. What a fucking moron. <laughs> not 6'1". He's not 6'1". Not, not even close. He's not even close, you guys. <laughs> not even close. So, I just I like, wanted to I, that. You know what? That's how I know jewel. this was a successful dragging episode. Mm-hmm. is because we brought up his, his height. His height. We did it. Like, that's always our ace <laughs> in the hole. <laughs> okay i think all that's right. good go, i think we did it okay right. i think we got it End scene. <laughs> so Bye, enjoy guys. the dragging. everyone have a lovely weekend we'll start watching arrow eventually, eventually. <laughs> okay bye bye